Thank you, Challenge Group, for sharing up here. Like I said, that was the quietest I've seen them all week, and uh, they got really into the discussion as we went. I was very pleased with our group and with the Challenge Conference in general. I, I, I would say it was a superb conference. I've been to conferences before, and it was the best conference I've ever been to. Theologically strong, excellence in planning, fun and creative. Just a couple things. They, my word for the week was superb. It was superb. Do you think of teens as having money? You know, I tend to think of teens as not having money. They get sent off with their kid, with, from their parents off to a conference. And they had an experience called Love Moves where they kind of turned a ballroom into Berlin. And you could go through and learn about human trafficking. Okay? And at the end of it, they had a little uh, uh, cafe run by Reach Global Missionaries where you could buy coffee or water at the end of it. They raised $5,000 for ministries that are going to help combat human trafficking in Berlin. They took an offering one night, uh, passed out, you know, the KFC buckets, you know, down the, down the hall and down the row. They took an offering for church planting in Kansas City, one downtown church planter and one kind of rural right outside of Kansas City church planter. And they raised $30,000 for, for these two church planters to get them started. The highlight of the week for me was I was really scared about teaching on what the Bible says about homosexuality at two different equipping labs. And one morning I woke up with a really bad headache and I was going to teach the first one that day and I was very stressed out about it. I was also teaching two labs on resisting gossip, but I've kind of talked about that a couple times. But this one, who knew what kind of questions and what kind of angles we were going to come from. And our group... Laid, all laid their hands on me, and they prayed for me. And when they were done, I stood up and my headache was gone. It was gone the rest of the day. And I had peace in my heart, and I was able to share. One young lady told me that their youth group had had a broken relationship in it for the last year and a half. And after she came to our talk on gossip, their, their youth group talked about what, what, had been, what I'd shared, and that relationship was restored. In another one of my groups, a young lady came up to me afterwards. Her first name was Amber. Pray for her. And Amber told me that it was one of my talks on homosexuality, and she said, I sometimes have those kinds of feelings for other girls. Would you tell me how to pursue a life of holy sexuality? And I was just so honored to be able to talk with her about what the Bible says about that and how we can be uh, rescued and restored and live a holy life. So it was really encouraging. I want to commend our leaders. I want to commend Cody and Holly for the great job they did. Over and over again, people would say, well, are we doing this or are we doing this? And I'd say, I don't know. Talk to Cody. I'm not in charge here. And it was, but that was not hard for me to do. It was not hard to follow. They did a great job of planning and executing the plan and taking us. And I also want to commend Lucas for leading. Some, you know, sometimes he acts like a big kid. I think that's because he's a big kid. But when we needed leadership... We needed to get the group together. We needed to know what to do next. We needed to get serious. Lucas was right there. Um, and he shared out, of, the, out of, the, of what was going on in his heart with the rest of us. Again, I want to pull a couple of these things together. If you turn your Bibles quickly to Acts chapter 3, don't worry. I'm not preaching a full sermon here this morning. I know our time is, is about up. But I want, to, I want to look at one verse in Acts chapter 3. It's verse 21, and it's going to be our hide-the-word verse for this month and next month. 
and includes the word restore, okay? Which is why it's our why it's our verse. You finding it? This is that story in the in the New Testament where Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for alms and held out his palms, and this is what Peter did say. You know this song? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man who was a beggar who had not walked went walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You know that one? Well, this is that story, okay? But do you know the rest of the story? You know, what happened after that? Peter and John got into trouble for having been preaching in the name of Jesus. And for having healed this man. And, and Peter, he looks around and he says, oh, this is a great time to tell a story. And he basically tells the story. Uh, he basically goes and tells the story that the kids have just told us. Creation, separation, promise, silence, and rescue. And he got to, I think it's verse 19. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that He may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. So it was all talking about that promise and that rescue. And here is the restore. Here's our verse. Look at verse 21. Because He's saying Jesus is going to come back. And He's going to come back to do what? Verse 21. He, that is Jesus, must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as He promised long ago through His holy prophets. One of the greatest stories that came out of challenge was the story of this park downtown. Now, was that the park you guys did your prayer walk in? Okay, this park, parks are green space, right? In the middle of town, a nice, you know, trees and grass and that sort of thing. Well, in our, in our sin, the, the residents of Kansas City had turned this park basically into a dump. And the... The students did a service project while they were pulling out discarded tires from the park, from the city park. The park was supposed to be green space for all to enjoy. It was designed as good. Okay? Just like creation was good at the beginning, right? Our challenge students pulled out 4,000 tires from that park this week. That's, 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 I'm not exaggerating. That's not evangelistically speaking. That was 4,000 tires. The city workers told the conference that it would take them three weeks of manpower and heavy equipment to do what our students did by hand in four days. That's, that's restoration, right? They were helping to return the park to what it was intended to be. And that's what God is up to in His story. This whole week was all about the story of the Bible. We got the whole Bible in one week. okay? And that's what the story is all about. It's about restoration returning things to the way they were supposed to be. And how does God do it? He does it through His Son. This little miracle of helping the crippled beggar was just a glimpse, just a foretaste of the restoration that God has planned for the whole world. This world we live in is profoundly broken. Amen? I'm amazed more and more each day how broken we and our world truly are. But Jesus is in the restoration business. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And why shouldn't He walk and jump and praise God? Because we have everything to celebrate. And we walked and jumped and praised God this week at Challenge, right? 
They had a worship band there, Ren Collective. Some of you probably heard them on the radio. They had the whole, there's about 5,000 kids, and they're all going like this, singing, for like half an hour. This old man was tired, okay? I brought along earplugs. I didn't have to use them, but if they were playing right here, you could worship in Phillipsburg, okay? It was, it was that loud. We have everything to celebrate. This restoration is coming. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it. Sometimes it's like God is silent and we're waiting. But God has promised it many years ago. Do you see that in verse 21? As He promised long ago through His holy prophets. That's actually Peter's main point in this whole sermon he's giving. He tells them where they went wrong in crucifying Jesus, but he also says it's all been a part of the plan. Promised plan. And if they repent and allow themselves to be rescued by Jesus, have you repented? and allowed yourself to be rescued by Jesus, then times of refreshing would come. Doesn't that sound good? But again, there's part of the story that hasn't come yet, and it's the part when Jesus comes back. That's what we're waiting for. That's where we're at in the story. Verse 21, He, Jesus, must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything, as He promised long ago through His holy prophets. Jesus is in the restoration business. And we're going to make that the theme of our Good News Cruise this year as well. Keith alluded to it last month. Not just praying for restored cars, right? As car enthusiasts like to take an old beater and restore it to its original condition, sometimes even better. That's what Jesus wants to do with us. And someday, with the whole world. Isn't that mind-blowing? That's what Family Bible Week is all about, right? Next week, it's about restoration. What's the theme of, of, of Family Bible Week? Body works, right? What's the tagline of that? Sin is the disease. Jesus is the cure. That's restoration. That's what our church is all about. Living and telling the story that God is telling from the creation of the world till now. Now, I had three points of application, but we've run out of time. They were believe the story. Okay? We've got to embrace this. We've got to understand that. It was anticipate the ending of the story. Living with that end in mind. One of the speakers at Challenge this week said that if you knew for a fact that you were going to meet your future spouse this week at Challenge, it would change the way you interact with everybody, wouldn't it? You'd be like, hi. And you'd be talking to everybody. He said, and some of you would have taken more showers and brushed your teeth more often, right? In the same way, if we long for the coming of Jesus to restore everything, it will change the way we live right now we would get committed to bringing friends to Family Bible Week. We would actually open our mouths about Jesus to those at our cruise in. We would anticipate and live out that story. And third, pray. Because verse 21 isn't the end of this story in Acts. They actually got arrested. Peter and John got arrested for this healing and this preaching. And they have to go before the Sanhedrin. But they weren't intimidated. They just said, this is the way it is. Peter went on to say, Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given by men by which we must be saved. He just preached the rescue. And they could see that Peter wasn't going to back down, so they threatened them and sent him out. What do you think they did next? They held a prayer meeting. They called everybody back together and they said, All right, let's pray about that. It's at the end of it's in the middle there, towards the end of chapter four. I won't read it except that it just says Lord, consider their threats and enable to your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand. So it's this prayer that what we've heard now leads us to be bold and to stretch out our hands. 
Let's pray that God would fill us with the Holy Spirit and that we could live the story and tell the story of the Gospel of Jesus Christ who remains in heaven right now until the time comes for God to restore everything.